On today's show, what if the Dallas Mavericks kept their pick in 2019 and could take Zion Williamson, John Morant, Darius Garland, RJ Barrett? This was a real actual possibility that came within one ping pong ball of happening. We'll talk about all that and more and tell you why on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Lentich and this is Lockdown Mavs I don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. But the best way to help us grow the show is to comment anything below. Let us know. Which player would you have taken in the 2019 draft if the Mavericks kept their pick, top four pick? Would you have taken Ja, Zion, RJ Barrett, Darius Garland, Jarrett Culver, DeAndre Hunter? Who would you have taken in that top, that top five? Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, and contributor at Mavs.com. The what if watcher, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? You know, that low-key wasn't a bad draft. Like, you start looking at it. 2019? Yeah, 2019. I mean, you're always going to have some misses there, but the Jarrett Culver stuff is fascinating to me that, you know, Texas Tech guy, and I remember... I don't do do the Mavs scout people in Texas. I don't know that, but <laughs> you know, with with Culver, I remember it was such a unique spot for the Mavs and like media and content during <laughs> leading up to that lottery because that obviously that trade happens with you know with Luca in 2018 draft. They give up the you know this 2019 first rounder, but it's top five protected to Atlanta. And remember that night was crazy and draft night. We're there. We've talked about it before. We're in that, you know, like Mark Stein's tweet comes out and it's like Dallas reluctant to swap Wes Matthews and Kent Bazemore to move up for Luca. And we're like looking at each other at this table saying, this will be worse than Giannis. If they don't get I, I literally <laughs> said that to you. This is going to be another Giannis thing if they don't do this. Especially that it came out and that report was out there. And it's like, dude, if we don't get Luca. And we end up with Wendell Carter because, <laughs> because they don't want to swap West for Kent Bazemore. But end up they didn't do that swap. They would end be up the being, Orlando Magic right now. <laughs> um, it ended up being that first round pick instead, basically, of hey, we'll give you next year's first rounder, that 2019 pick, top five protected. And it's like at the moment, you're like, oh, that sucks, but we're getting freaking Luka Doncic. All right. Now you look back on it, you know, obviously the Mavericks, you know, sucked that year, you know, Luca's rookie year, the only year in which they they sucked for the most part is this rookie year. Hard to suck with Luca. Yes. And so here we are going into that like draft lot. So that year plays out and they make Luca's rookie year happens. Christoph Porzingis trade happens. And we're like, holy crap, it's Dennis's like sophomore season. They got Brunson that same draft, obviously. And they just swap out Dennis, the expiring contracts, get KP, swing for him. Literally a week later, they dump Harrison Barnes in the middle of the game. We're like, oh my gosh, now they just cleared up all this cap space. 
all leading up before even free agency, all leading up to this draft lottery in May of like, we got KP. We took the swing. Is he the second guy for Luca? We cleared up the cap space by dumping Harrison Martin. Now we could go get a free agent. And if the ping pong balls hit, we could get a star. I remember then there were people that said, what if KP is the number one and Luca is the number two? Right? Like there's people that were even saying that, like at that point, because it was just, it just only had been Luca's rookie season where he looked really good, yeah. 20 points a game. But like Carlisle hadn't fully given him the keys to the car for the whole, like the whole season, right? Like it, <laughs> here, I got to go. I want to, you know, be able to oh, touch no. the car. <laughs> he hadn't given him the, the keys to the car yet. And people were, and, and Porzingis was kind of this unknown of like, He's been hurt, but he was an all-star already. Luca wasn't an all-star. So what if Porzingis is the number one, and all of a sudden you got this dynamic duo? It was like a given. And then all of a sudden this yeah. 2019 draft comes up, and this is why today we're going to focus on this what if. What if they had kept this pick? So top five protected pick goes to the Atlanta Hawks for Luka Doncic to, to trade up from five to three. And this is how it set up. It was top five protected. In the lottery, the lottery had had smoothed a little bit at that point, and so the Mavs had the possibility of getting a top four pick. Uh, it was either going to be top four or it was going to be ten, and they were going to have to give it to the Hawks. That's that's how it was going to work on lottery night. Here are the odds: six percent mm. chance number one, six point three percent chance number two, six point seven percent chance number three, seven point two percent chance number four. It, they were not like bad odds for the Mavericks to keep that pick. And so this I wouldn't is, say those are great, but but it's not bad. It's not like 0.1% chance. Like it's like, you know, a shot, a shot in the dark that they would mm. get this pick. Like it, it's decent odds. And I say that because they were tied that year with two other teams. They were tied in the, the exact same record, the exact same lottery odds with the Memphis Grizzlies and the mm. New Orleans Pelicans. Literally tied with those two teams. Tied the exact same odds, and so they had to do a tiebreaker. And this is how they do tiebreakers. They still do it this way. There's a drawing. It's conducted on live TV. Like, it's actually on NBA TV. I watched 2017. That one's on YouTube, where you go back, and it's Kiki Vandeway, uh, NBA uh, Executive Vice President of Basketball Operations. Kiki Vandeway stands there. You have the little, like, lottery, uh, you know, like, Powerball-looking, like, <laughs> uh, ping-pong ball, like, plastic tube thing that shoots the ball up. And then you have somebody from like Ernst and Young there that like like make sure that it's all kosher and that it's all uh, above board and things like that. And then this guy comes out with this briefcase of all these of all these balls with different logos on them, and they throw them in the they throw them in the bin. They send them through the air flows through, and then one of them pops out, and that's the one that breaks the tie. And so they had this three team tie between the Pelicans and the Grizzlies, and the Mavericks lost both the tiebreakers. So the Mavericks were the number three team out of that. And guess who jumped up in the lottery to number one and number two? The Grizzlies and the Pelicans. So literally, the Mavericks were one ping pong ball away from, from moving up. If you if you consider butterfly effect, multiverse, like all the different, like if you think that time is a flat, like a flat line and all that, then maybe not. But if that Harry's one like, what? If that flat? one thing had been flat, not flat earth, flat, flat time. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, if that one ping pong ball had been different and the Mavericks break, broke the tie, then they could have been the number one team or they could have been the number one, two, the number two team kept the pick. Then all of a sudden we're talking about Luca Zion Porzingis, Luca Ja Morant Porzingis, Luca Darius Garland Porzingis, Luca RJ Barrett Porzingis. Like all of a sudden you're talking about a completely different 
outcome at that point if that one ping pong ball had been different. And so it just becomes this crazy what if in Mavs history. If that literally, to me, it comes down to that tiebreaker. Not even the lottery, not even the like the draft odds. Maybe you go back to the regular season and be like, all right, what if they lost this game, that game? Yeah. Like you can walk through all those. Isaac hates doing that. Yeah. Uh, no more Alec Peters games for Isaac, I guess. Um, nope. But if they had if they had won that tiebreaker, that little tiebreaker, like I, I don't know if I. There we go. All right. <laughs> The Mavericks at that point, the tiebreaker was the Mavericks, the Grizzlies, the Pelicans. The Mavericks at that point had Luka Doncic already. They had their star already. Mm. Who did Memphis have? Who did the Pelicans have? The Pelicans had just lost Anthony Davis. Memphis didn't really have anybody at that point. Jaron Jackson already, but that was it. Valanchunas, maybe. (laughs) The NBA rigged the, 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 the... Whoa. They rigged the tiebreaker so that those two smaller market teams could get stars and remain viable. You I'm, heard it here first. <laughs> I honestly like kind of believe that because all it is is just this little machine where you put a ping pong ball in. They could have just weighed the Mavs one heavier than the other ones. And then all of a sudden, it, that, it'd be so easy. It'd be so easy. It's just, it, it's wild how much it, it affects Dallas's future because it would have been free. Like a lot of the yeah. what ifs that we talk about is like, hey, what if that free agent came? What if this trade happened? And it's like, then you have to account for, well, then we wouldn't have money for this guy. Well, then we wouldn't have this player. Well, then this wouldn't have. This would have been free. Like you, you would have been adding a, assuming they make the pick and not trade it before draft night for another star around the league, <laughs> you would be adding another young core piece. And we'll talk about it before the end of this podcast, but when you have another young star across the league, you go across the league right now and you look at the Jokic, Tatum's, Jaws, Trey's of the world, and you're like, hey, what's their supporting cast look like? Almost all of them have one, sometimes two other lottery picks with them on their team. They either happened the year before they, they got there or directly the year well, I mean, if you're Devin Booker, you suck for so long. You have a whole roster. Of, you know, <laughs> well, lot, and lot of and none of their lottery picks worked. It's always like their mid-teens picks that work because yeah. they had so many picks throughout that stretch. Yeah, so that's the that's the what if of like, I mean, it could have drastically changed. Yes, if you get a Zion and he stayed healthy, you get, I mean, you you think about Ja with Luke and all that, like you're adding another, yeah, you, know, you, you formed a superstar duo but even if it landed at four and you got a DeAndre Hunter, an RJ Barrett, a Darius Garland. Oh, Garland would have been so good. like that. You are setting yourself up for a young core, not you know, like, and then we're not even talking about the potential trade options with that. Because they could have traded, if they kept that pick, they could have traded it, right? Like, there's so many different options off this what if. So, let's get into that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. It's the best place to check out the odds and lines and spreads and everything. In sports, NBA championship odds, 2023, the bottom of the barrel. Tell me about the Padres. All the (laughs) the Padres odds changed today because of Juan Soto. But um, the bottom of the barrel, five teams have the exact same odds to win the NBA title. Tell me which one of these teams you would pick if you had to pick one. Tell me what. Plus 50,000. Put down 100 bucks. If one of these teams wins the title, you win $50,000. Okay. Spurs. Magic. Pacers, Thunder, Pistons. God bless. 
<laughs> I feel like I the mean, Thunder kind of don't belong in that group, but but they may have a similar record because they'll just shut nah. everybody down. I think Orlando, well, I guess, would be my pick. I was gonna say because you think Paolo Bancaro is gonna be like All NBA next year, so or so Orlando is probably your pick. Not All NBA, but <laughs> Orlando would be my pick. Yeah. Uh, an interesting thing is I don't know if this if this is a reason, but Houston's odds to win the championship are locked right now. So that one's kind of interesting. But go check it out. Bet online, all kinds of different odds. Not just NBA. They have MLB. They have hockey. They have footballs coming up. Oh, training camp. I saw Micah Parsons run so fast yesterday. All kinds of odds. Go check it out. It's Bet Online where the game starts. All right, Isaac Harris. Isaac Harrison. We're getting into what if the Dallas Mavericks kept their 2019 pick, the pick that they used to trade for Luka Doncic uh, and swap Trey Young. The pick eventually, we should mention, became Cam Reddish. Like, that's what the pick eventually became. It was the 10th yeah. pick. The Hawks picked Cam Reddish. We were told by so many Hawks fans, oh, they're going to regret this. Cam Reddish is just going to make, them, make yeah. them regret this trade and all that. So, like, Cam Reddish alone makes it, you know, that much better of a trade. And now Cam Reddish is wasting away in New York. Uh, he gets to play with Brunson now. So there's a what if we could Destiny. talk about. Um, but it... it it brings us to this. So what would be the best trio? Let's say they kept the pick. 2019, they kept, mm. they kept the pick in that draft. It's one, two, three, whatever it is. Who would be the best trio? Luca Zion Porzingis, Luca Ja Porzingis, Luca Garland Porzingis, Luca RJ Barrett Porzingis. Which one was is the best one? I mean, if Zion's healthy, it's it, it's Zion with that duo. I was all I was always jaw over Zion. I still am if I had to pick one of the two moving forward. I think a healthy Zion would fit better next to Luca. But if you're like, hey, which one would you have to pick? Then I, I'm, yeah, Zion's a better fit, but health concerns give me, give me jaw. It'd be a blast, man. I, one of my questions though is for, for this and for like who they would take up there is are we sure that they would have prioritized a ball handler? Like, remember, this is, this is Rick Carlisle. Like, this isn't Jason Kidd. This isn't, you know, Jason Kidd, who committed to Jalen Brunson as a starter, you look at who started that season. It was Tim Hardaway that was starting, you know, alongside Luca. They Brunson was coming off the bench. Like Rick, Rick liked Yogi Farrell back in the day before, you know, they, <laughs> they got Luca and JB and stuff. And it's like Lick, Lick. <laughs> Rick liked you know, like three guards, you know, sometimes some of these like bench lineups, but I don't I'm not fully convinced that at the time that they would have like, if you're telling me right now, who would the Mavericks taken if they had the fourth pick, Garland or DeAndre Hunter? I think they would have taken DeAndre Hunter. I think they would have taken Hunter, too. He he, he was a top-touted player. And I remember even Darius Garland being like a little bit of a reach coming out of Vanderbilt at that spot. He wasn't as obvious as a pick back then. Uh, yeah. Zion, John, RJ were like the obvious top three. And then Hunter was like kind of kind of in there. But he was basically just like in a tier on his own if we were going to tier off these guys. Um but yeah, he he probably would have been the pick, and uh, turns out that may not have been the best choice. But it would have given him another, another wing. Maybe it gives him like a Reggie Bullock type player early with Dorian. Yeah, they, they unlock like this. That maybe they unlock this defensive type lineup earlier than they did just this past season. So I don't know. It's interesting. But it okay. Would it, they have? Would they have kept the pick, or would it? We we were calling for them to get another ball handler for years, right? So yeah, I, it didn't seem like the team had come to that conclusion that another ball handler needs to be with Luca until this past year where they prioritized Brunson. Um, I would have taken Hunter over Garland at the draft time. 
I would have done that. Oh, I, th- I, oh, I think I would have too. Yeah. I would have campaigned for that. I think RJ versus Hunter would have been a conversation. Um, and remember, I know I, I joked about it before, but there were a lot of Mavs fans, media and everything that really liked Jarrett Culver. And like, yeah. he's not even in the league right now, which is no. is pretty wild that it's already out. But a lot of people liked him as this kind of bigger guard wing. You know, he handled the ball some at Tech and they had a good, you know, uh, NCAA run and stuff, but just didn't work out for him. So I think they would have went the wing route if they didn't get Zion or job, ja, but that's the, and they wouldn't have went big. They wouldn't have went Jackson Hayes because no. they already had KP and all that. But it's like, that's the question though, is they had rookie Luca. They just swung for KP and they're like, we're going to make the, you know, whatever. Would they have swung again for somebody else? If they had the third overall pick or fourth overall pick, would they have tried to package that and went after somebody else and said, we're going to form our own big three right now. We have cap space. So we could like absorb a guy into the cap space, another star and swap them out for the third overall pick. I don't know who that is, but inform a big three of Luca next star KP. It's really interesting. They should have swung. They should have swung for one of those top guys, Zion, Ja, RJ, you know, even Garland. I think they should have swung because you just, don't get very many options. You don't, you don't get very yeah. many shots at some of these guys. They probably would have gone safe. We probably would have even agreed with them at the time. Like, oh, yeah, go safe. Pick Hunter. Three and D guy. You know, can do a little bit more. Maybe he develops a little bit more. Maybe he becomes, you know, like a star three and D type player where he's, you know, elevated role player type guy. Um, but it wouldn't have been it, it would have been a safer pick than some of those other guys. But they should have swung. Now looking back, because now you're like, okay, well they don't have Porzingis. They didn't get this pick. They had Bruns. They had Brunson, and now Brunson's gone. So they, you know, their their chances and shots at another star and a, a player that could potentially become a star like that. Uh, you just don't get many options there. Do, does any of like if they got the pick, does it change anything with free agency that happened just a week or so later? So like free agency starts. They give Dwight Powell the extension. We know, y'all know how 2019 free agency went and all of that stuff. They had a cap space, didn't hold use on, it at a time. There's an echo. I just, I just heard Kirk's voice like in the back of my head, like just screaming. Pro- they should have signed Terrence Ross. Oh, wait, no, I can hear him in real life. He's like, oh, he's like down the street. He's running. Um, but like, you know, they re-signed KP to the, you know, the max deal and everything. They signed Seth Curry, brought back Maxi and Dorian. Like, does any of that change if they, you know, if they get jaw, do, do they sign, you know, Seth? Like, I, I just don't think any of the other stuff really changes. Like, cause you're going over the cap to bring back Dorian and Maxi. Like that was kind of the game plan. Then yeah. you're still going to give, like, there's no pick that you're taking in that draft that you're saying, we're not giving KP the max. You know, like they, they were set in stone when they made that yeah. trade that they were going to do that. Um, and and so I don't, I don't, that point that you just made that they wouldn't have changed anything further proves the point earlier that this would have been just free money. Like this just yeah. this pick would have been just free money. Now, you also have to think that if this this, this pick didn't convey, it would have it would have gone down the road. And so then it would have cost them. Uh, I think it would have gone to the. Would it have gone? Oh, Josh Green. It would have gone Dang. to the Josh Green pick, right? Like it would, have, it would have gone to there, uh, and that would have been the the pick that they got they got sent to Atlanta. So, man, it, this this is a tough one. This is one of the tougher ones because the Mavericks didn't have a ton of options to try and add another star. This would have been just a clear and all, like four of those top five guys hit. If you count RJ in that, like that's that's pretty wild that those you, guys hit. You know who's uh, you know who's not getting a hundred million dollars. If that happened, Jalen Brunson. No, no, he. I mean, he probably. Like, 
he doesn't get a ton of opportunity, especially if they pick Ja. Like, like I don't. I mean, is he on the team at this point? Because if they pick Ja or even like Darius Garland, like Brunson's continually coming off the bench I, to where I think he would be, because I think he would have gotten that extension, like the extension that they were they should have given him in the middle of the last season, the beginning of you know the they would have given it to him. As the incredible, but he would have been like what Tyus Jones is right now for the Grizzlies, like a perfect back, a perfect backup point guard that just. But if they like didn't a, give it to him last winner. summer, I don't think they're going to give it to him to come off the bench. He's going to say like, "Hey, you're, so we know this, you're starting know, right okay. now, so we're not yeah. going to give you this fifty-five million extension. But if you were Tyus Jones, we will give it to you." So it goes to my it goes to my thing that I don't think they offered the extension as often because they knew he was going to turn it down because he was going to have an opportunity this this year. Yeah, but he wouldn't have had the opportunity, so maybe he's more open to taking the extension. They would have offered it a little bit more often. <laughs> he eventually would have taken it, but he would have been a, he still he still would be a perfect backup point guard oh, yeah. in some of these situations. But uh, yeah, all right, coming up, let's talk about. We've mentioned I mentioned like six times now. It's just hard to build around a guy like Luca. It's it's hard to build. You only get so many opportunities, so many options. And this draft and this pick not conveying to the Mavericks is the perfect scenario in which to explain that and why it's hard building around Luca. We'll talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac Harris, we're doing our what if. We're we're doing we're acting as the watcher, like in the MCU. What if the Mavericks had kept their 2019 pick that was sent to the Atlanta Hawks? Could have been Zion, could have been Ja, could have been RJ, could have been Darius Garland. Over. But this is why it's so hard to build around Luka. Because like you said at the beginning of this show, they were only bad for one season. And they weren't even that bad that one one season with Luka. What was their record? Just that, that first year with Luka. I mean, it wasn't even, it was 33 and 49. They weren't even that bad with Luka. And so you only get so many opportunities. And rattle off some of those players earlier that you mentioned, like Jason Tatum has Jalen Brown, both like top five, top three picks in the NBA. You have Jaron Jackson and John Morant that were both top five picks in the NBA. Like you, yeah, you have, what are the other ones that you mentioned before? Well, yeah. And it's like, Tatum and, and Ja, they got their three guys, their two guys the year before. So basically, Jaron Jackson and, and Jalen Brown was Lucas Dennis Smith Jr., you yeah. know, except, you know, those two guys are good. And, but, and then Dallas tried to capitalize really quick because they're probably, they're looking at it saying, hey, Dennis is not going to his like his potential. So let's, you know, capitalize on the value now. And they traded for, you know, uh, KP. But you look at like Jokic. Yeah. Even though he's a little further along than some of the other guys, but like Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., like these are both lottery picks. Jamal Murray was the seventh overall pick. Both of these guys came after Jokic was drafted. Now, I get it. Jokic was a second round pick. So it took Jokic a little bit longer. That's the thing. It's like, that's the unique part about Luka is you look at like Jokic and Giannis, like both of these guys took a little bit of time, right? Like they didn't come into the league. Like Luca was the most accomplished European player ever to come into the NBA and be so good so fast. So it didn't allow Dallas to have the draft picks afterwards. You look at Trey young. I mean, yeah, Kevin Herter just left. Yes. Cam Reddish just left, but like there was a moment last year to where you're looking at like Cam Reddish, Herter, Okongwu, Deandre Hunter. Like how long do you want to go down this list that they have other top 10 lottery picks 
on the team around, you know, Trey Young. You look at Devin Booker, we joked about DeAndre Ayton, first over one. <laughs> Cam Johnson, Mikel Bridges, like these other young stars. You, I mean, if you want to talk about like Carl Anthony Towns, he has Anthony Edwards. Like you can look at other young cores. Yeah. And Russell, you can look at the Pelicans with Zion and, you know, other you know, young guys on that team. It's like Luca was so good so fast that he either had to nail the Dennis Smith Jr. pick, which they didn't, and then they, you know, they traded in that in that trade. Or it's like you just don't have you don't have many swings at the apple because then you're drafting in the Josh Green range and it's a harder range to hit on a player. Then. Way harder. And and that's why that 2020 draft is so big and is, and Josh Green as a player like is so polarizing for Mavs fans because yeah. it was so important that they hit on that guy. Like, whoever that pick was going to be, it was so important that they hit because they were only going to get so many shots, even in the top 20, like even that high. We were like, okay, well, this is the highest they're going to be in a long time. And it's proven to be true since then. Um, but I, I look at the Bucks. Giannis was, you know, the, what, the 13th pick? Middleton was the 39th pick. Like, that's what you have to do if you don't hit on some of these lottery picks. And the Bucks didn't yeah. hit on some of their lottery picks. Thon Maker, think about some of the, the picks that they made. Um, they had Brogdon, and they, they traded him away because of injury and different things. But they didn't hit on some of those lottery picks and some of those some of those things. But they did hit on a second-round pick in Chris Middleton, who became, you know, multiple-time all-star and a, a guy that was r- really great. That could have been maybe Jalen Brunson, but that's what you have to do yeah. if you don't hit on some of these lottery picks. Is you is you nail one of those like second round picks? I mean, even Jokic, they nail they they hit on Murray, they you know, hit a couple other things, and then all of a sudden they hit Jokic in a crazy, insane way. And uh, that's what you have to do. That's what the Mavs have to do at this point. They have to hit on the second round pick. Is it Jaden Hardy? Like it could be Jaden Hardy now, but they have mm-hmm. to hit on one of these like outside shots at. A, a star type player to get one uh, or package a trade together, which so many of these other teams that we're not talking about did. And, and that's why that that's why we're doing this. What if, because now we're, we're four years into Luka Doncic's career. Is that and it? what are we, and what, and what are we asking the question of? Well, who's the number two to Luka? Because it's just, it it's hard. Like if you don't have, if, if, there was a, a a longer runway of him go, coming into the league to become as good as he is. If they sucked for two or three years, or if they, you know, then it's like, oh, you have a couple, you know, bites at this. You know, you got you got a couple other young guys to throw on this team with Luca. Then you kind of get it. Then you're looking at like a situation like the Hawks. I mean, even I didn't even say John Collins will go, but he yeah. was what nineteenth, eighteenth overall pick in his day. So him. it's like you have a, a ton of first round picks on that roster that then you can turn around and trade. And that's why we do this. What if of, okay, you didn't hit with the dentist draft. We know that then you get Luca. And now here's your, what if like you were bad one season <laughs> with Luca in that one season, it was a top five protected picks where that was like a one shot at your shot at the, you know, the apple there of having a high draft pick to pair with Luca and it just didn't turn. I mean, the odds weren't in your favor for it, but that's why we're doing the what if of like, if it did roll their way, we're looking at what Tatum has with Jalen Brown. We're looking at what some of these other guys have with another potential star alongside Luca. And you look at even, let's go even farther back from Dennis with junior. Like you talk about the Devin Bookers, the, you know, some of these, the Memphises, like some of these other teams were bad for a while. It had a bunch of different shots, like a bunch of different opportunities. The Mavericks had a sub like 
a sub 40% record once since because they didn't have Dirk. They they would all die for a Dirk. Exactly. We, the Mavs were yeah. were 40% in 2017, they had 33 wins. They were 40% in 2019, they had 33 wins. And the year that they got Luka, they had 24 wins and they were uh 29% winning percentage. Like they didn't even have like a a like bad like lottery like top 5 no. lottery type years in between the Dirk era and the Luka era. Like it just didn't happen. So you're because it overlapped and and I'm not here. I'm not here for anybody in the comments or anybody who wants to reply and said they should have sucked in Dirk's last years. No, get out of here. That's not happened. I'm not, I'm not here for that. Like you, you do this you play this game to have, you have franchise to have a guy like Dirk and you don't do the disservice in Dirk's last years of saying, we got to set up for the future, you know, big man. Uh, we're going to suck these last few years. No, you have fun with it and try to be as good as you can. They could have done better to build around him in his last years, 100%. But I'm not, you're not looking in Dirk's face and saying, hey, you're going to go through all this crap to keep playing and we're going to suck. If yeah. you're playing 2K simulator and there's no emotions behind it, there's no meaning behind anything, then sure. Right. If like you're if- tanking on 2K simulator, then I need, we need to have a DM conversation. All right. Like, I don't. <laughs> Can we talk more about life? There's counseling <laughs> available if you're tanking oh, franchises. That's why it's hard to build around Luca, especially the way the Mavericks did it. The overlapping of the eras, the and it's not Luca's fault. I want to make sure well, that like, it, that's it why it's is hard because he was so good. It well, and then but it's also like you look at the Mavs too. Is like what's your path to the second star? It's through free agency with cap space that hasn't worked out. Yeah. It's through. A homegrown talent in a Jalen Brunson. Well, he left in free agency. It's through getting lucky in the lotto balls in 2019. You didn't get lucky in that. No, no, it's no. by tiebreaker balls. The, the stupid tiebreaker tie- balls. Get your, Nick, get your balls right. And then, and then it's either swinging for, and then the last thing of that is swinging for like a, a, a another star. And it's like they did that. They pushed all their chips in. Expiring Hold on, let me, let me adjust no. real quick. <laughs> Yeah, clip that one. It's it's taken all your expiring contracts. It's taken your first round pick the year before in Dennis Smith Jr. It's taken future picks and you swing them for a guy like Christos Porzingis. And that didn't work out either. You kind of have like four ways to go land a second star next to Luca, and all four ways just hasn't worked out over the past four years. Now the, the clock's ticking for let's see how it works over the next, you know, 24 to 36 months. And now they're going to have some of those draft picks. So that if they had hit on this 2019 pick, then they wouldn't have had future draft picks. And then they kept would have been they kept they would have kept being pushed back. And so now they're going to have some of these draft picks. They're going to have another opportunity, another shot to take some of these players: Dinwiddie, Christian Wood, Tim Hardaway, and some of these picks. And what if one of their young players like hits a little bit? If Josh Green hits a little yeah. bit, Jaden Hardy hits a little bit, then all of a sudden that be, that becomes part of a, a, a sweetener on one of these deals. They they. This pod is not to say the Mavericks don't have any more shots. They're at they're like the, no. you know their their chamber is, re- their chamber is empty. Like no, they they have another shot here. But realistically, it's probably one last big shot before the extension's over. Of like if you want to go if you want to take one last swing whether it's next year or whatever at it in I'm talking about a swing like a KP type swing it's yeah. expiring it's yeah yeah a, a trade it's expiring it's multiple first round picks it's you know and like you get you got to hit on it like you better hit it and teams can create their own opportunities too right like they can yeah. create it by if they clear if they clear cap space powder dry like keep the powder dry and like all that like they can create their their own opportunities um 
But yeah, that's what we're looking for. So there you go. That's the what if. Let us know in the comments below. That was a fun one. Let us know in the comments below. Who would you have taken? Zion, Ja, RJ, Garland, Hunter. Let us know in the comment section below. Uh, thanks for making us your first listen. Go check out Lockdown NBA. Great stuff. Jake Madison, John Corrales on today's Lockdown NBA. Go check it out. Me and Pat tomorrow as well. So go check out Lockdown NBA. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. It's up. Boom.